politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, Adam, so I actually, uh, I kind of got got this week. How did that happen? My, my computer, when it started, it asked for my, the startup disk. And when I said, here's my password, it said, nope, that's not your password, even though that was totally my password. You forgot your password? Nope. I, I typed it. I typed it, like, at the speed of mud. So slowly, so carefully. And it still, no matter what I did, it said, nope, that's not your password. Painful. Very. So so here's where it got interesting. I restarted my computer maybe four times. Each time I did it, I had these echoes in my head of 1998 when, when you did that, your computer was progressively getting more erased or messed up. And then all of a sudden, it just worked. And I was not got, and I was happy, but oh my God, I was terrified. I was waiting for the, you know, I totally will give you your password, Mr. Friedlander, if you give me one Bitcoin. I was waiting for it, and uh, it didn't pop up. Then somehow it just started working, so I have no idea what happened. So no frozen screen. Yeah. No skull and bones. Nope. No talk, a clock ticking back from 90 hours no, telling it, no, you no, your no, life no. was Adam, about to end. It was, like, it was like Airplane. You know the movie when, when he says, The tower! The tower! Rapunzel! 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 And then he unplugs the whole airport and says, Oh, just kidding. Now, listen, it can be very daunting when this thing happens. And uh, we're going to be talking about a story later today where something kind of akin to that happened to somebody we know. Welcome to What the Hack. I'm Adam Levin, author of Swiped, How to Protect Yourself in a World Full of Scammers, Fishers, and Identity Thieves, and Longtime Consumer Advocate. And I'm Bo Friedlander. I write a lot about scams, hacks, fraud, and all kinds of online crime. I'm Travis. I'm the disembodied voice floating around Bo and Adam's head. So, what's going on today, Adam? Well, today we have a, a guest, a wonderful guest, Joyce Bertner from New Jersey. And we're going to be talking today about a technology-related scam. Joyce, welcome to the show. Thank you. How's everything in New Jersey? Well, the sun is out, so that always makes me happy. The snow is just about gone. Uh, I've had my second vaccine two days ago. Muzzled Amazing. And I'm glad I did not have to cancel this because I felt really sick for several hours uh, yesterday. It was like a faucet. It came on. And I sh- and it shut off. 
It is wonderful that Joyce is with us in particular because when I lived in New Jersey three centuries ago, uh, there was a great phrase by our, at that time, Governor Tom Kane. And his line in his best Bostonian accent was, New Jersey and you. New Jersey and you. Perfect together. Perfect together. Perfect together. So having Joyce with us today is like New Jersey, Brooklyn, and Arizona, and Oregon. Perfect together. Perfect together. Well, I've lived here all my life. Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rope Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rope's got you covered every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works. Not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing, and I need to make split-second financial decisions, and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. Hey there, campers. Look, if you have a story about being a victim of a hack, we'd love to hear about it. Give us a call at 623-252-1828. That's 623-252-1828 or email stories at whatthehackpod.com. Now, Joyce, where in New Jersey are you? Short Hills, Essex County. Horse country, no? No. I always say that to everybody. Whenever they tell me New Jersey and where they're from, I say, horse country, and they always say no. Well, I'm glad you didn't say what exit on the turnpike. Uh, No, I know better than that. Oh, I hate that. (laughs) So what do you do... What do you do for fun out there? Uh, I'm a big walker, hiker, amateur chef, sourdough bread baker, big reader, knitter, grandmother. And raconteur extraordinaire. I'm married to my wonderful guy, Jerry, for 50 plus years. I worked in PR. Now, how does, now, Adam, Adam, Adam already knew Jerry. So how do you guys all know each other? Jerry and I uh, know each other through uh, stock market, financial management, all that. But anyway, Joyce, it's great to have you. Uh, great to have you on the show today, and to talk to you basically about 
about your experience. So give us the lead up. How did this all kind of unfold? I logged onto my laptop. I was about to play a game with three of three friends, which I do regularly on Mondays. And so what's the game? What's the game that you play, Joyce? Good old Mahjong. Oh, my gosh. You play Mahjong on Zoom? Well, no, it's an app online because, you know, we have not been able to play in person. So some clever person figured out how to put the game online as an app. It's actually quite good. So who do you play? I play with three other friends. One's in Arizona, near you, Adam. Uh, two are here, but in different towns. And they we could chat with each other. It's actually quite good. So is this like a, is there, is there gossip? Is this like, like a real Mahjong no. game or serious playing? No, we don't talk. No, we seriously play. So who wins? The, the luckiest. <laughs> Anyone in particular? The <laughs> Depends luckiest? on the t- computer throws the tile. Anybody interested, go on realmahjong.com. So to continue my story, so I'm logging on. I know they're waiting for me. And a flash comes onto my computer screen. I remember it being white. And not only was it doing that, but a voice began speaking with me. Hello. And wow. I'm telling you, my brain just, I froze. I, I, my brain what, wasn't thinking. Was it thinking. like the voice of God? No, it was a female voice. Oh. I, I I was so shocked by it. I I just froze, and there was a number to call, and I actually called this number. But did they indicate what what the number was attached to? Did it say you're calling Microsoft? I or don't calling recall. Apple or I, I yes, I believe I was calling Apple. I was panicked. Like, oh, my God, you know, my computer. And did it sound, Joyce, did it sound like a recording or did it sound like a person who was live speaking to you? That's a good question. Um, so, you know, like like maybe there was some breath sounds or was it just, you know, kind of more of a... sounded real. Yeah. I mean, I just, I believed it. Wow. Now, did it sound like an urgent voice or, uh, you know... Yes, it did sound urgent. Threatening or not threatening? No, not threatening. Just like, oh, here's this thing you must do. Get don't get call this number. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Right. And so you did. What happened when you called it? Where it did you end it up? It wasn't like a danger, Will Robinson. Danger. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you think you may have been transferred to a call line somewhere in Asia? Yes. But hmm. uh, the voice was clear. Ah. The connection was was clear. What, what happened when they picked up? Uh, it was a voice that sounded, you know, familiar from other calls like this. She said to me, you authorized $5,000 to be removed from your Chase account. And, and that was like, okay, they're in there because Chase is the bank. Uh, and that really worried me that they knew that. And then he said, I'm going to call Chase or the fraud department and they will help you. And then he connected me to this other guy, didn't take long. And then he took over. And that's when, you know, I started doubting what he was saying, but I'm still listening to this. And then he tells me, in order to stop that money from going out, you want to put it back in. It was confusing at that point, other than go get this money, put it in there. And I knew something was very wrong with that. And then at that point, my husband was working upstairs, happened to come down where I was sitting in my kitchen, uh, where I'm often because my router is nearby. And I'm sort of saying, Chase, you know, there's a problem. And he 
immediately, I'm going down to Chase. And I'm like, now the guy is hearing this. And I said, I told you not to tell anyone. So at that point, he knows we've caught on. And then Jerry left quite immediately to go down to the bank. And then I hung up. And then they tried to call me back twice. Both, both guys, because I took their names down. I saw what numbers came up on the phone. Uh, oh, and they were very Americanized sounding names to me. And I didn't, I didn't even think that went along with what I was hearing. But that being said, um, then I hung up. I hung up, and that was the end of it. Oh, and would you like to know what I did after that? I called up on the advice of the Chase gentleman. I called up TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. I froze our credit reports. I changed the password on my Chase account. I got a new credit card. And, you know, the story has a happy ending. No money was taken. And that's kind of it. Well, you did. You did the right things to remedy the situation. That's that clear. The, you know, the, 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 the point also is that the advice that we can all give together, including you, based on your experience, is that if something pops up on your screen and flashes and tells you to call a number, mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. call the number. Mm-hmm. This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike, and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500-watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means... You get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Um, I, I think, Adam, why don't you explain what the scam is? Because it's a, it is a basic, it's a gift card scam. Uh, this one is more of a gift card scam than a technology scam. The, the technology scam, which I think people should also know about, is when something flashes on your screen, tells you to call a number, you call a number, and they tell you to download something into your computer because there's a problem with your computer. Uh, a gift card scam is when they basically give you instructions to go and pay or to get gift cards and then provide them the authorization codes uh, 
and then they will take care of you, whatever the problem is they presented to you by activating these authentication codes. And the, the problem there is once it's on a gift card and once you give someone the authorization code, it's gone forever. Mm -hmm. And the whole purpose is to get you to give them money without it being traceable. Mm -hmm. And the second they get that code, they're gone, the money's gone, and any chance you have of trying to figure out how to recover the money is gone. Wow. So when you were doing that, Adam, she, uh, Joyce lit up because she was going to tell you, now what happened, Joyce? I totally forgot this part. Sorry. The first Apple guy says to me, I want you to download this software called TeamView, I believe it was. And I hate to say it, but I, I did it. And then all, you know, all the computer flashing numbers are, you know, all that. And I'm looking at it and like, oh, my God, what did I do? Um, I forgot that part, but that happened, too. And then I understand that you went down to Apple and, ha and had them take a look at your computer, right? Yes, I did. So what did they find when you went down there? Did you, had you downloaded any kind of spyware or were you, was it okay? It was okay. Great. It was totally okay. Um, they told me that when these connections are severed or when they end, they're severed. There was nothing on my computer at all, fortunately. But they had been in your computer for a moment with you. They were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is the problem. And that is, it may not have been a problem in your case, but for many other people, once these guys get in your computer, they root around, they could leave malware in your computer, mm -hmm. which means that every time you log into uh, one of your accounts, mm -hmm. it could be transmitting that information back to these hackers or scammers, mm -hmm. or it could at some point put something that anytime that you attempt to log in somewhere, it takes you to a different clone site, which looks like the real site, but in fact isn't, is designed to get even more information from you. I have, I want to take a lifeline here to Travis. Travis, if somebody uses a team view or, you know, one of these overrides where they can look at your screen with you in real time, are they also able to put malware on your computer at that point or? A team viewer can take over a computer. Um, so what that means is they can go and go say to a web page or a website that will download the malware to your computer. But yeah, it's a notoriously uh, insecure program. It was uh, the thing that was being used uh, in uh, February um, for the attempted poisoning of that uh, city in Florida. They had TeamViewer installed oh, where they Where they were a hacker tried to increase the amount of lye in the water um, exactly. for a small, for Ocala outside of Tampa. And that actually would have been fatal for hundreds of thousands of people. Right. Huh. Um, so it is, it's not, malware in and of itself, but if uh, someone can get you to put that on their computer, then they will have pretty much full access. Um, no, but so they if they're see. in there, so if I'm in, uh, we're doing that team view thing and you're near my computer, you can open up a tab in my browser and download malware, correct? You can. Correct. Yep. Wow. So please don't Travis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Joyce, how long were they in your computer? I'm just curious. Good 15 minutes. Yeah, you can do a lot of damage in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's it's good in your case that at least from what you know and from what Apple told you, that they didn't, but they could have. 
Correct. Now, I mean, one of the 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 first things that I think Travis would suggest, and Adam and I, well, we're all going to tell you that you need to be running antivirus uh, software that is trusted and updated, and uh, and on twenty four seven. So if your computer decides to do something funny because of something funny they did in your computer, you will know right away. So that is probably the first order of business here is to make sure that you have antivirus uh, software on your computer okay. it's, and it's updated and, and, and functioning. I am not endorsing any product here, um, but I happen to use Malwarebytes and mm-hmm. it seems to be very serviceable. I do pay and I pay because I tend to believe that companies that ask me to pay for their service... Mm-hmm. are more on the hook to give me a good service. Mm. And there's another old adage, which I'm gonna, I think Adam can spell out better than I can, which is whenever something's free... You're the product. Yeah, mm. you're the product. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not free. I mean, they're going for your private mm. information or something. So That makes sense. Yeah, that, would be our, that would be my advice. What else, what else, Adam? Well, I think the other thing also is, you know, so many people are attacked by these kinds of scams... And, you know, many people go, I I don't know why anyone's looking at me. I mean, I just me. But what people don't understand is that to a hacker, you you are El Dorado. You're where the gold is uh, because you have data, you have information, you have financial information. Or in their eyes, you could be a tributary to a larger river, which means you may not be target, but you may be the HVAC subcontractor that has access into Target, and you personally may be an employee of that company. So oftentimes hackers get into companies and expose the data of sometimes millions of people uh, by compromising somebody that works at a company that does business with their Target. Well, that is that is like, so to put this into real terms for you, Joyce, mm-hmm. your next Mahjong game... <laughs> could turn into a group Jeopardy match uh, where everybody (laughs) is exposed to whatever you were exposed to. And I think that that's sort of where where it becomes a community effort to say, like, I'm going to take care of my stuff and make sure that I'm as secure as possible because I want to make sure you're as secure as possible and my friends are and that, you know, when I go online, nobody is uh, uh, being... it's, It's almost like what we've experienced with COVID-19 where like, I am going to try and stay healthy so that I can help you stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very similar. We're, we're, they're both viruses. Just one happens to be digital and one biological. Right. The, the, the thing that you did, Joyce, that is, so you may not feel great about it. You may feel like, oh, I cannot believe I fell for that. However, you did something that a lot of people don't do. And by doing what you did, you probably saved the Mahjong game. So <laughs> what you did was you raised your hand. You said something happened. It's it's just important, again, like, what do you want to do? You want to protect the Mahjong game. You want everybody to have a good mm-hmm. time and not have to deal with a phony banker at 2 in the morning somewhere on the other side of the planet. And I'm going to be uh, joining you in some Mahjong fairly soon. <laughs> Sorry to say. You're stuck with me now. I would love it to teach a man how to play. Mon- no, actually, men do play. You know, it's an old Chinese game. 
It is good. It's it's uh it's challenge. I'm in. I'm in. Well, I guess All, all's well that ends well. It was we call that a teachable moment. But anyway, <laughs> yes. listen, Joyce, can we can't thank you enough for being on the show. Totally enjoyed it, everyone. And uh, this is a great object lesson and a teachable moment. And thank you. Super <laughs> nice to meet you, Joyce. Likewise. All right, so let me uh, let me bring Travis back into the conversation. Travis, as our tech guru, uh, give us a wrap up here. Sure. Um, there are several scams making the rounds right now that specifically target Apple users. What they're looking for is, uh, first of all, to get you into a uh, feeling of panic. They will call you saying that they're with Apple support. Apple Care or Apple support can be very good, but they're not so good that they can tell you that your computer is broken and then call you and contact you to let you know that. So usually what they'll do is they'll try to get you to do that and then get you to call. Uh, they'll try to get you to um, install software, but from there, they just see whatever they can get out of you. Um, if they can get you to uh, contact the bank on their behalf, they'll do that. If they can get you to provide a credit card number, they'll do that. If they can get you to install software to your computer, though, that is very much the uh, mother load for them. Because from there, that means they can uh, access any number of your other files, even outside of your, uh, say, iCloud account. It's a, it's a scary thing. Technology can be a mystery to so many people. Right. And uh, that really does uh, depend on people having that constant fear of stepping on a landmine that, oh, no, I hit the wrong button on my computer. Is it now broken? Um, and then so and someone tells them that and then also provides them with the solution saying, you know, this part of your computer is broken. Here's how I can help. They are going to be fr uh, frantic and anxious to actually get that solution. Um, but one thing I thought was interesting that the FTC pointed out was that Apple users are often targeted because of the fact that Apple computers and products tend to be more expensive. So they're going after people that they think are a little bit more uh, well-heeled, as it were, um, which makes them a better target. Because if they're going to empty out their bank account, for instance, or if they're going to get any uh, valuable information, um, if you have someone that's using, say, a new top-of-the-line shiny MacBook, or if they're using a uh, eight-year-old Lenovo laptop, um, the, the cost difference there usually ends up meaning that the uh, target is more appealing. I wondered, Travis, how do they, whoever they are, know what kind of computer I'm using? I mean, I get that they might know that I'm on an Apple, but how are they going to know that I'm using the latest MacBook, for example, or MacBook Pro? A lot of that can come from your uh, browser. So if you say go to a web page or if you have a tracking cookie on your web page, everywhere you go online actually leaves a significant footprint. Um, part of that says what browser you're using, what browser version you're using, what uh, operating system you're using. And if it's something that's relatively recent or if you're using say the most recent version of Safari um, and the most recent version of the operating system, that implies that it's gonna be a newer computer. That's, that's terrifying. So is, is, is this called data dust? Um, it's a good term for it. Uh, yeah, I think so. It's uh, digital uh, thumbprints. Uh, you know, there's a, any number of ways to put it. But really, I mean, it's something that it doesn't even need to be done by hackers. Uh, Google Analytics, for instance, can tell you if you have a website, just who got on and where they're coming from, what kind of computer they're using and so on. It's uh, you know just the act of opening up a web page 
is pretty much uh, opening a lot of information up about you that most people aren't really aware of. Next time you play Mahjong, you're going to be talking to anybody in India or Bangladesh or wherever the heck Joyce got transferred to? Yeah, I would prefer not to do that. And I, that, that's my message to anyone, is if something is flashing on your screen, if it tells you to call a phone number, don't do it. Just remember, if they want to get into your head, one of the best ways to get into your head is to get into your computer. What the Hack is a Loudtree Media production in partnership with Large Media. That's L-A-R-J Media. You can find What the Hack wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on social media and find more information at adamlevin.com. He eats fried cheese. It's true. I actually microwave it.